this Juana. Tijuana? Yeah, this, 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 no, he's drinking that Mama Juana, bro. Oh, <laughs> La Mama Juana. I like that energy. Oh, my God. My, pers- my personal batch. Ooh. Y- yeah, Mike's batch is something else, bro. You got to try that shit one day, Vic. My dad this still day. has one that's been like there for like 10 years just waiting. Oh, Lord. 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 Let's yeah, that's dank. That's dank, bro. Yes, sir. Y'all can hear me straight? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, we in here. Sweet. All right. Everybody, welcome to So What Now? Oh, my God. Episode 10. 10? Wait, wait a minute. Uh, 12. I'm, I'm fucking up. Excuse? Not 10. You, 12. Where'd you learn? Uh, yeah, I don't know Damn. how to count anymore. I'm sorry. Do you have a degree, bro? Yeah. Oh, my God. Educated. Yeah, no. May 19th didn't even happen. all right we have a very very special guest today oh my god for episode 12 this has been uh a long requested one personally by me i've been trying to get him on but um smell ya mr michael cuesta how you doing smell you later dude how you been good man (laughs) i'm fucking living you know just waiting on actual summer weather but you know what is it uh june 25th June 25th, yeah, we still haven't hit a 90-degree day. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Dude, it's snowing up here in Maine. It's <laughs> 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 <Stop for you. laughs> So, Mike, damn, how the fuck did we meet? We've been knowing each other for, what, like five, four years? Do you want the... Do you want the the nice story or do you want the mean story? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get either or, man. Legitimately, we met. Um, it was like freshman year, dude. It was like first weekend freshman year. You know what happened? Yeah, we all know what happened. Uh, <laughs> you, I was with um, one of our friends, Jacob, and you walked by us and you were like, "Yo, um, aren't you guys the recruits on the track team?" You know, and we got like a, like a big chest and everything. We were like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> we were like yeah we're recruits and you were like yo dope I'm, I'm gonna try to walk on and we were like oh sweet 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 you know we, we chatted up for a bit and then god knows i ended up somewhere in the bush <laughs> <laughs> later that night <laughs> now but did nah, we meet did we meet aiden that night too um i'd already met him at the time because we live on the same floor. So I walked by him a couple times, like in his room. And I was like, yo. And like, we talked a little bit, but I don't know if you met him that night. I met him before then. Yeah. No, I didn't meet Aiden until, well, we had him on last episode. I didn't meet Aiden until like practice, practice. So, <laughs> and I didn't really start hanging out with you guys till maybe after our required little homecoming 5k shit <laughs> those oh, were the worst dude on god how many times did i oversleep for all of those events not even that event how about track meets in general dude, <laughs> i overslept like six or seven times dude i was in the shit <laughs> nah I you know, just man. had your own schedule dude it's all what? good it was it was the wrong schedule, Vic. <laughs> Holy crap! Oh my god, this is awesome though that you're finally on the podcast. Awesome, we've mm-hmm. been we've been waiting for a little bit. Yeah, oh, you man, been, you're a fucking entertaining guest, you, Vic man. and Aiden and everybody else. You guys have been saying my name. You guys have been calling me out. <laughs> you guys, now, now you can hey you can man fight was, yourself, you, know? you guys are yeah yeah seriously aiden aiden was talking that talk last you episode got, you guys so. talk mad smack about me you guys got <laughs> yo um bring up some dirt on aiden now you know oh uh, yeah he brought up some dirt on you man morning. okay okay <laughs> just, get, just get me talking and i'll spill all the beans tonight a little more uh, mama juana no. A little more. Right. Let's keep it PG, then, all right? <laughs> Let's. Well, I, from, I know you're from La Romana, but we don't do that. We don't do that. <laughs> Water all summer, man. Holy crap! So, Mike, um, yeah. I know you and Vic are both from Dominican Republic. So, um, where's your family from? From DR. So, my family's from La Vega, which is pretty much like Central Dominican Republic. Um. 
and there's this i'm pretty sure vic may know about it but there's this like main highway that runs through the country it's called it's called um autopisto duarte yep oh wow That's exactly so you're literally on that um highway and if you take like a dirt road exit off of that highway it literally leads you to my house like 10 feet off the highway <laughs> oh that's dope so that's pretty much where my family's from um like my aunts and everybody we all have houses over there and they all live i don't want to call it a neighborhood um but it's pretty much like a neighborhood kind of so it's all really close knit to be honest That's awesome, man. And then, were you born in Dominican Republic, or were you born? No, nah, so everybody in my family, so my mom, dad, older brother, and older sister, they were born in the Dominican. And then, <clears throat> I was um, I was born in Jersey actually when my family came here. After a minute, um, so I was born in Jersey. Um, we moved to Maine when I was like maybe two or three years old, and I've pretty much been here ever since. Wait, backtrack a little bit. We moved all the way from Jersey to Maine. What made your family do that change? Um, so what I know <clears throat> is my dad had a um, a job lined up that he could take up here in Maine. And obviously, my parents and pretty much my brother and my sister, being immigrants, they could they basically had to take every, anything they could. So my dad found this company working up here with Lobster because, you know, what else are you going to do up here in Maine? Um, so <laughs> so he we, we moved up to to portland i believe at the time and my dad started doing that and then my mom found her own way and we've just you know we've just been living here ever since and we're just we're doing great honestly so question based on that you kind of you grew up in maine um how's like the dominican community over there are there are there like hispanics and i don't know more spanish people because i know for the most part maine is is white Oh, for the most part, Maine is li- li- literally the whitest state in the country. Yeah. <laughs> How do you guys get, like, your season and stuff? Do you have to drive down to Mass or New Hampshire? Oh, no, God. Like, all your food? So, obviously, um, I went to school with um, with Vega down at Merrimack College, which is right next to Lawrence. It was, like, heavily populated with Dominicans and Puerto Ricans and any other Hispanic race. Um, yeah. But up here in uh, South Portland, Portland, where I'm from, there's a decent amount of um, Hispanic people. There's a pretty close Hispanic community um, that goes to my church. A lot of El Salvadorian people, Dominicans, Mexicans up here. And there's actually a bodega in downtown Portland, which my family frequents a lot um, for any like imported things we may need. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, like it's pretty simple. Like We don't really have to go out of our way to get anything. Um, when I was down in Massachusetts for school, my mom definitely asked me to go into Lawrence a couple of times and bring back some things that they may have <laughs> here. But I mean, I was happy to do it because that just means she was cooking up fire. And, so. Hell yeah. Now that's awesome, man. Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. So Mike, so how was it really just growing up going through the, um, like uh, the motions of going through, you know, <laughs> middle school, high school in Portland? I'm pretty sure you made some very, very long time friends, you know? Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. So, I lived in Portland from, you know, when I was little. So I started preschool in Portland. And then I went through the Portland system until about sixth grade. And I actually went to this um, small middle school in Portland called King Middle School, which is like over near um, like the Hadlock Field area, if anybody knows about that. And actually, my sister and my brother went through that school. And what I noticed there in like my month and a half being there before moving to South Portland was the Portland school system was kind of like, I guess the only way I could say it is like lethargic and just, you know, lazy with their education. Because once I moved over to South Portland, they were much more uh, strict about, you know, getting assignments done and everything else. So Portland was pretty laid back in terms of school and South Portland was much more, I, I guess, advanced in their methods and teaching styles, which I liked a lot better once I got to South Portland. So, But then high school was pretty chill. I mean, I went to like a regular standard size school, I guess. And I made some pretty good friends. Um, I still, I'm still in contact with a lot of those guys today. Um, 
and it's just you know just the usual stuff nothing spectacular actually but the norm yeah going through the motions of particularly any school system to be honest yeah just um same thing with me and vic i mean like we've been talking to each other ever since like the sixth grade so i mean like that's like 11 years now so i mean it's just pretty awesome mm-hmm. how, as to how really the form of life has just kind of taken its pattern and taken its way. And I know a lot of individuals out there are probably feeling the same exact way as to how a school system can just bring on some lifelong friends. You know, and then even when going into higher education too, sorry to cut no, you off, but um, even in higher education, such as college, you meet some lifelong friends who end up potentially being your best man at your wedding or mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's pretty, nah, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, like, that's what ended up happening kind of with me, you, um, Aiden, Tyler. Like, we ended up becoming, like, hopefully lifelong friends, and then we'll be in contact for, you know, for much to see, you know, of our lifetime careers and whatnot. No, I couldn't have said any, any better myself, man. But um, I got a cool question for you guys, actually. Uh-oh, let's go. <laughs> so you asked me about my, like, education experience, um, in Portland, South Portland, how would you say uh, your education kind of helped you get into college or prepared you for college? I don't know if you guys have already answered this in a previous episode, but I was just wondering. No, we never answered that. You know, I think that question is hard. I think me and Christian for sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, we can kind of talk about that because we were um we went to the same school for that but high school kind of different um but i'd say because i grew up me and christian too in the lawrence public school system you know i do think that the education that we that we had back then wasn't adequate in order to prepare us for like example high school and then after high school college um so i think it's definitely kind of helped myself kind of realized that I have to work harder for things I I want because you know in in high school you know some things I wasn't taught that I was supposed to be taught in middle school and elementary school um, but you just don't know it so you know I'd have to kind of dig deep and figure out a different way to learn because growing up in in Lawrence sometimes education just lacks as sad as that is but yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if Christian feels the same way. And <clears throat> and especially, no, I feel a lot of those points. Um, I just wanted to add in on that. I think when I think of that, I think of three things. And the first thing is uh, growing up in a population where it's extremely dense, um, particularly with in such a small city of Lawrence, which is pretty small, but in terms of population, it's not small yeah. at all. You have apartments that face each other. You have projects. You have so many triple-deckers, double-deckers all over the place. So in just one building, you can have about three or four families living in just that one building. And so even so at that point, a lot of the times, school isn't their adequate first decision. It's more or less sometimes it's survival. As crazy as that sounds. um, But... It's it's more or less like, you know, minorities who just came into Lawrence and they really don't know anything about a school system and how it works and how they can support a school system, how they can make it work. And a lot of times, I mean, I don't want to talk down on the city of Lawrence, but I'm not going to do that at all. But it's a it's a lot of great people come out of there. But over the years, it's gone a little bit on like the hazier end. But the school system, I've heard, has improved just a little bit since we've left. But I don't know. Vic just had a little sister go through the middle school system. She's going on into high school now. I really can't attest to that. Vic would have to answer that for you. But a second thing um, would be particularly, I kind of did this whole school thing kind of for my family. Because they really didn't have an education, my mother and father. They really didn't have the opportunity. They kind of grew up in a smaller village in Puerto Rico, not near the city, um, where school opportunities weren't really presented to them as it is or it was for me growing up in a small city in Lawrence, um, especially in Massachusetts. So you have a lot of factors that go in into 
like one side and then the other side, they're telling you another thing. And also a third factor is putting myself in situations of being around good people, such as people like Vic, um, shout out to Alex and David. They have their own podcast right now. Just, you know, growing up with a niche of people where I wasn't going to get myself into a lot of trouble. Um, my mom and dad really saw the ins and outs of streets. So they kind of saw, Hey, you don't want to be in this crowd. I'm going to be gearing you to another crowd because we saw this with your older brothers. We don't want the same thing happening again. So it was kind of just like the third child being one of three and me just really looking up to my brothers and seeing what they were doing. They were doing great things. They went to the same exact high school as Vic, Vic being going to a technical school. Um, and my brothers went through that whole entire school system. They ended up doing pretty well for themselves. And then, but I don't know, there was something about like me that my mother and father wanted to push college a little more on me. And especially because they saw how devoted I was to school at a certain po- point in time. Cause I believe with certain people, you see how, uh, schooling is going for them. And Vic can attest to that as well. He did really, really well in high school, but sometimes college isn't really built for everybody. And, and I feel like even in high school, even some of the best high schools, they don't even teach you for life after high school. Uh, um, you know, something like an 18 year old, you know, he doesn't know how to file for a new credit card and not paying the minimum and being able to, pay off bills, finding a job. They don't really teach you life skills in high school. They just teach you college prep. And I've always thought that was a weird way. I, that's how I viewed it in a public school system way. I don't know how Vic views it. So I have really two questions for Vic now. This is kind of crazy how Mike flipped this on us. <laughs> yeah, welcome, so, welcome to the um, Mike and Questa podcast. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my first question is to Vic is how his, his sister really viewed it and seeing his sister grow up in the middle school system because she ended up going to the same exact middle school that we did seven or eight years ago and how technical school life was for him. So, honestly, even though when we were in school, um, can you guys still hear me? Okay, yep. no, because yeah. it says I'm muted. Um, our education wasn't top notch, but let's say 10 years later, my sister just finished eighth grade. She's going to Lawrence High, the Abbott Academy. Um, it they have made great improvements like i see that now they have all these after school programs they have all these extra um like academic programs they have a gym in the school the teachers are more motivated um the state has control over lawrence public schools which sounds sad but it's good because that means that they're keeping them on track so based on what i've seen from my sister her education she'll be fine you know, they finally were able to figure out what what were they doing wrong and finally help um, help inner city kids. So I um, I am happy to see that that is one part that Lawrence has been able to improve is that their middle, their elementary and middle schools are a lot better. So the kids have a lot more opportunities to, to stay off the streets and really um, invest into their education. And now... Um, I'm kind of like the the odd one out because I went to tech school. Um, so I do think going to tech school puts me at a slight disadvantage than just a normal high school. And that reason is because in the tech school, um, basically we do half um, academics and half of a career. So I did health careers. Um, so that means in one week, we have one week of just academics. And the other week, we just have... Um, our career area so you know it and then going into college it's kind of hard because um we kind of get less information than just like a normal high school student do does because we have half the amount of time to learn something um but i still do think that at the same time it's an advantage um because i already have experience in my career and whatever i want to do so it's kind of like you really have to know who you are as a person and understand that, yes, if I do want to go to college, it might be a little harder at first because it's so much different from a tech school. But at the same time, I already know what I want to do. And if I didn't want to go to college, 
I went to tech school and I already have my career started. So, you know, it's really on whatever you want in your career. Yeah. And there's always this big stigma to that tech kids can't go to college, which really isn't true. But you can do whatever you put your mind to. Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, tagging off what Victor said, any single time that a person wants to tell you that you can't do something, it just provides that extra motivation to actually do it. And so we used to have people talk to us, talk down on us all the time. So, I mean, it's just used to at that point. And especially coming from the inner city, you have people talking to you and say, oh, you're from there? Hmm, interesting. And you're here? (laughs) And, I mean, I don't take any offense to it because they see it as the majority as other individuals not like really succeeding and putting themselves in positions and places that they're actually in. And so it's kind of a knock, but I don't really take it personally anymore. I used to, but at this point I'm just like, we're all human. Why are you going to discriminate? There's no need. Yeah. Honestly, so, it's not like I want to pity. Like I'm, I have a pity story. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm from the inner city. I come from a kind of bad city. But just because you come from a place that's not that good, that shouldn't be a reason for you not to succeed. That should honestly be a reason for you to want to do better for your future and for your family. So it's like people who who aren't able to move forward and better themselves, that's just disappointing. Because you should not allow your environment to control you in that way. Because you should really try to find self-growth in order to, to continue in this journey that we call life. You know what I mean? Boom. Roasted. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, it should be more motivation to want to do better. No, like, you still want to stay stagnant absolutely. with what I mean, you do. It, it's just kind of like that break the mold sort of feeling and just pave your own path, you know? Yeah. Facts. Pave your own path. Pave your own path. 2019. Damn. You heard it here first, folks. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we different 2019, like Mike's well, been we saying. different. so mike um it's kind of interesting because i kind of ask people from um i guess how do i want to word this other individuals who are outside of massachusetts deciding to choose merrimack college how did you find it one and two what made you go there oh god (laughs) all right um so when i was doing my um my college research, whatever you want to call it, um, back in high school, I started really late. I mean, I always knew I wanted to go to college, but for some reason, I just, I didn't start looking at schools until like winter of my senior year. So I was really far behind on the game. Um, a lot of my friends had already gone into college. They already knew where they wanted to go. Um, they knew what they were doing after high school and I was sort of just like, oh, I should probably start applying to places. (laughs) Um, so my main concern at the time was athletics. So I really wanted to get into a school where I could, um, follow a a degree that could get me ahead in life, but also continue my track and field career. Um, so I applied to a few colleges that could do both, but Um, At the end of the day, Merrimack was the one that would have given me the best opportunity, a.k.a. the most money to get there and make my expenses much less. So that's ultimately what made me want to go there. Um, It was also pretty close to home. I mean, I was only like, what, like an hour, 15 um, from home if I wanted to head back. Um, I didn't have a problem being far away, but I didn't mind being close either, so... Merrimack was just kind of like the right fit at the time. And I just pulled the trigger at that point, you know. Now, we had a lot of end- endless memories, especially freshman year when I started hanging out with Jesus. you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, we really did. And shout out to those times. And yeah. we end up having a lot of um, a lot of great opportunities to actually, you know, Um, extend friendships you know end friendships that weren't so good for you and I remember in a moment in time you told me that you wanted to transfer what made you ideally want to do that oh man dude I haven't thought about that since 
I wanted to do that. Wow. Um, so I guess kind of going back on what Vic said, um, I think you said something like um, you wanted to go to school or you wanted to go to college for your family. Is that what you said, Vic? Uh, Christian, no, that was me. Christian. Oh, that was Christian. Yeah, sorry. Um, Same reason. Same. Yeah. So like you just want to like kind of like maybe like break the mold or like support your family or whatever it is. Um, at the time when I wanted to transfer, um, I was thinking about going back to a state school back home here in Maine and the decision was based off just, I was looking at the expenses I was costing um, myself and my family at the time. And I was thinking if I just go back to a state school back home, I'll really be able to cut that down and like help everyone out. And man, dude, I didn't really tell anybody this, but at the time when I was thinking about transferring, like I was in such like a depressed state where I didn't know what to do. I was back and forth um, on my decision and I had a really long conversation with um, my mom one night and we talked on the phone for like four or five hours and I was just telling her like what was going on and what where my head was at and she was just saying like um, she was just telling me that you know the decision's ultimately yours it's your education at this point like we're helping you out to the best of our ability and at the end of the day you're going to come out with a degree from whatever institution you want whether it's there in Massachusetts, here in Maine, or across the country in California, like wherever you want to go, wherever you want to finish this thing, you're going to do it. And I know you can do it and this and that. And that was pretty much the point where I decided, all right, I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to keep these connections I have. I'm going to push through and I'm going to, I'm going to get this thing done. And that's kind of where I like sort of changed my mood and started working harder for it. Yeah, man. Mental health is a serious thing, um, especially you going through that time. Me and Vic had a really good conversation with our, um, our this photographer I know named Brian, and he talked about mental health, and especially within the Hispanic community. It's not really talked about. He, like Brian said, um, the famous liner is Esa um, Mental, and which is which basically means for all like the Spanish uh, listeners, non-Spanish listeners right now is basically that's all mental and it's really not. And it's really just a state of mind where um, you feel where you seriously don't know what to do. Yeah. And it's actually one of the weirdest feelings you're ever feeling mm-hmm. in your life. I'm like getting goosebumps right now from thinking of it because I've thought of it so many times, especially, um, hey, like right now I can say this and I really haven't really told anybody. And I thought about dropping out of college sophomore year. So really, I mean, there was literally like certain times where I didn't know like where my path was going because I was so set in stone on PT. And then when I realized my dreams were cut short with that, then I seriously did not know what to do anymore. I was just going to school to go to school because I wanted to not be, I guess like that stigma of like, yeah, hmm, another person just dropped out of college. Like most of like, I guess, not my remote family that goes to school. Um, just people that I know, just not finish- finishing the process of college of a four year degree. And I'm like, fuck, now I'm really going to school for no purpose. So like through sophomore year and junior year of college, um, I was at a point in time where I just didn't want to be in school anymore. And so it ended up... Um, you know, I guess, how do I want to word this? It ended up intensifying those behaviors that I shouldn't have done. (laughs) Like excessively doing something crazy or like, like dangerous fucking like, not really like self-harm things, but like behaviors like I shouldn't really even like be doing like stupid things and just like. That explains why we had such a lit sophomore year then, huh? (laughs) (laughs) you see you see what what mike just saying right there mike's just saying right there turning a negative into a positive exactly so i mean like i would just go every weekend you you would would come over to you would come over to campus every weekend on the weekend that (laughs) no one on the team wanted to go out you were like yo mike throw a party and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, I did not want to be home. I didn't want to talk to anybody. My literally closest friend, Vic, was so far away, an hour and a half away. He wasn't coming home too often. 
And I like I had like basically nobody in general. I mean, I had my brothers to like lean on and stuff, but I really didn't really tell anybody until yeah. like much later, like maybe mid junior year. And I really off and really like end up telling everybody. And and I know Vic had a moment in time in college as well, Soph- but he wanted to be transferring. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. I think it is good though that even though we had like such a hard time you know, in our college careers that we should kind of still self-reflect and still realize that, hey, we did it, you know? So I think if anyone who is listening to our podcast and if you're going through through a hard time in your life, you know, I just want you to, to take a step back, pause, and understand that if you really do set your mind to something and if you if you talk to someone or if you just do something on your own, that there's always hope, you know what I mean, that even in the darkest times, there's still light, you know, and I think we're examples of that, you know, we each had our own difficult story, either mental, um, our mental health, um, or just not knowing what we want to do in our lives. But, you know, we were able to really, I don't I don't know the words to say, but we were able to, to keep moving forward. And now, you know, we're successful, you know, college grads you know what more can you ask for yeah you said it yeah yeah I don't know about you Mike but after that day of graduation um it felt like I didn't like went through college like it was like a like a like a pause of moment in time and when I realized when I hopped in my mom's car as soon as like graduation was over I was like oh shit like it really just hit me like I have this fat ass piece of paper. I don't know why Merrimack College gives us this fat yeah, ass piece do. of paper. Yo, but... <laughs> dude, that, I handed that. Uh, I handed my diploma to my nephew for like two seconds because he wanted. To <laughs> dude, he almost fell over. <laughs> dude, Merrimack gives out some fat diplomas. I don't get it. Mine is tiny compared to yours. I was like, "What the hell?" Dude, you're just like a brochure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I seen Vegas, I was like, and then I got mine like a month later. I was like, damn, this is disappointing. You're like, did I even go to this college? This is disappointing. <laughs> Jesus. It really. Oh, college you cut off like a high school. Oh, my bad. Um, most colleges look like, most college diplomas, I should say, um, has um, a much smaller piece of paper. I mean, it looks like kind of like high school, the high school diploma that we got. So uh, it's just, it was just different. I, I don't know. I saw like a different vibe to me. Like it started really to hit me where I was like, oh, shit, like I'm really like I'm working now. Like I'm, there's nothing really to look forward to other than like grad school now, which is complete 180. I didn't even think I was going to Merrimack for grad school. I was so set in stone of going to a different school. And Here. and then we ended up me and fucking mike ended up going back to merrimack and mike is going online i'm going <laughs> continuing half online, the memories half, like literally huh? like continuing the memories like of going to school and whatnot and it's just awesome like i can't wait like it's tuesday june 25th and me and mike are getting back together on saturday to hang out like it's just awesome it's been it's been quite a while since um him and i actually hung out and Vic, I'm really hoping you get that exam pushed back to Friday so we can all hang oh, out. Oh, I change I change it to Friday. Oh, let's go. Oh, we I thought I told first you on the podcast. Yeah, change it to Friday. <laughs> yeah. So be thinking oh, of me on Friday. Vic's coming boys. with us. Yeah, Vic, Vic, Vic's got his big NCLEX exam on Friday, man. He's like, coming with us Saturday. Yeah, yeah bro. bro. <laughs> I, at first, I had my my test on Saturday, oh, but I pushed it back because I'm confident. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, so I'm taking it. I'm taking it on Friday. Yeah, this is gonna be awesome. What is it? What is it called? Tato Palooza. Let's go. Tato Palooza. Let's make sure this podcast. Shout out to Tato. Um, Yo, I'm just ready to listen to some island music and (laughs) vibe out. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, it's literally gonna bring back a lot of memories because. Oh my God. Mike and I, literally freshman year, all spring semester, we uh, I would just hit Mike up and say, "Hey, listen, are you uh, you going out tonight?" He's like, "Is that even a question?" And so we'd go out, <laughs> and 
we would just go to Tato's parties. And Vic ex- experienced two of those, and he had a great time both times. And um, dude, there's those just something were different. Unreal. Yo, that <laughs> brother knows how to party, man. Oh. <laughs> the girls unreal. Oh, the dancing unreal. The music unreal. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day. You literally get into a corner and it was game over. Like in the dark, there was someone was dancing there. You didn't know who sometimes, which is scary, but terrifying. <laughs> you wanna know what's scary? <laughs> Being blackout. You know what you know yeah. what you, you, you know Ooh. wait, oh crap, we're keeping this PG. Being, being, <laughs> you ate too much chocolate, right? So yeah, being being chocolate wasted. Chocolate wasted. You know what happens when you get chocolate wasted, or when I get chocolate wasted? You pretend like you're taking a snap, bro, but all you're doing is taking pictures in the dark. <laughs> I'm not even lying. Yeah. Bro, that happened to me. I brought Vic up one time, and that was actually his first time coming up. He hadn't gone out in so long because he ended up being an RA for his school. And he was like, bro, I need a night out. I'm home. I was like, yo, just come through the MC. And so we ended up doing, you know, doing our thing, drinking. And um, he gets to this party. And the next morning, he tells me, yo, I took videos of you last night. I was like, check your phone. It was literally just a streamline of pictures, maybe 150 photos of him thinking he was taking a video. (laughs) (laughs) Also, they were all black. Like, there was no images. It was just all black, like all black pictures. Oh my god! There was there was never a single light on at Tato's parties. Oh my god. <laughs> Unreal. Just, you just gotta walk around and pray you know where you're going. Yeah. Oh my god! Such good times. Oh man, freshman year. What a vibe. Heck yeah. yeah. So Mike, deep question: Do you have any uh, regrets from your college career? Oof. Do I have any regrets in my college career? Like like in general or just do you have anything in mind? Like I'd say in general. You know, like if you were able to, to go back in time, <clears throat> is there anything you changed or are you happy with what happened? I mean, there's obviously situations that I got myself in or that some of my friends and I got ourselves in that I kinda wish never happened, but at the end of the day, the decisions I made were my own, and I'm kind of happy with the outcome. I mean, I'm sitting here today with a degree, obviously, so I didn't kind of I didn't screw it up too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't I don't think I would change anything. I mean, all the experiences that I had, they were so meaningful to me, and I look back on them, thinking about them right now during this podcast. I'm just kind of happy they all happened. So I don't think I'd really change anything, to be honest. Facts. Yeah. Um, so really diverging into what you're... Yo, Mike, what's your favorite color? (laughs) Yo, my favorite color is green. Facts. Me too. Wow, that's actually my favorite color. Wow, what? Yeah, a trio. What a question. (laughs) What a question. (laughs) (laughs) Green. Green, baby. Green. Green equals money. (laughs) <laughs> and apple syrup, which I don't drink no more. <laughs> stuff's overpriced. Stuff's overpriced. Oh. oh. So, Mike, what are particularly some interest points, especially out in Portland? I know my brother is out there more than you, and you live there. <laughs> <laughs> your brother, your brothers are on some. They're savages. <laughs> They're on something else. Let me tell you that. Yeah, dude. But Portland. I mean, pretty biased because I live literally across the bridge from downtown Portland, which is like the hub of all life in Maine, I would like to say. But um, I mean, there's this little section called the Old Port, which is right by the waterfront, literally a street up from the ocean. And it, it is littered. And I mean, saturated with bars, breweries, some of the best food spots in new england possibly and the atmosphere here is unbelievable i mean the people are so nice the the locations they're so generous and everyone's just out there to have a good time no one's there to ruin your day 
no one's there to cause any troubles. Everyone's there just having fun and enjoying their life. So, I mean, the old port's a great place to go. And there's that's probably my favorite place to go, honestly, in Maine. Um, what about that place where the lighthouse is, where a bunch of photographers take pictures there? Ooh, I take that back. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I live, like, maybe, like, five minutes away from this spot called um, Fort Williams Park in Cape Elizabeth, Maine. And Fort Williams Park is home of the Portland Headlight, which is the most photographed lighthouse in the world. And I go there maybe, I'm not going to lie, at least twice a week just to walk through there, um, take some pictures of the lighthouse, enjoy the atmosphere. It's right on the coast. So you got some crazy waves. You got some crazy uh, nature, rock formations to look at. And it's just such a good time. It's an old World War II fort with a lot of history there. Um, and it's just a great tourist attraction right now. That's really dope, man. I, I can't wait to get up there and actually experience all those new um, set points extremely. Um, it's great, man. Those uh, Anything near the water is kind of my favorite thing. I'm really biased towards anything that's on the water. Anything close to like the Boston Harbor, Newburyport, Portland, however yep. it may be. Listen to this. Have you ever been out to like like the middle of the country? Like no. like Colorado, Utah, any of those things? No. No, I know you have been. <laughs> dude, dude, I am in love with the coast, but I went to Colorado once and I saw the Rocky Mountains. I flew over the Grand Canyon once and I was freaking blown away, my man. I mean, we, we take the ocean for granted. There's people that live their life. They're born, raised, and die, and they never see the ocean. And we see it, I see it, like, every day. It's old news to me. Yeah. But you see a pair of mountains. You see the sun setting over those mountains. You see all the colors. You see the clay formations. And you're just – you're breathless, man. I, I cannot wait to go back to Colorado and visit my sister out there. It's, it is such a beautiful place, honestly. Yeah, that's good that you have two siblings that have two set de- destination points in, in Texas and Colorado. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty chill. How's the culture down there? It's by the way in in where? Um, was it Utah? You said. Um. Well, my sister's up in Colorado. My brother lives in Texas right now. Um, both. I don't really know. I've never been to that part of America. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Colorado's pretty chill. I mean, the vibe I got from it was there's obviously a lot more like all the fast food places and the restaurants are all different. They're not the New England kind. So you see a lot of like Chick-fil-A there. There's like one or two Chick-fil-A's in New England, I believe. Um, you see a lot of Whataburgers and all those places. But I mean, the overall feel is it's a lot faster than New England, I guess. Like there's a lot more movement there. The the states obviously produce a lot more money, but it's pretty chill. I mean, I guess I'd compare Colorado to Maine, just a lot more open and um, accepting, obviously, of some legal or illegal substances, depending on where you're from. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then when you move down to Texas, it's, I mean, the only way I can describe Texas is food and hot because there's a lot of hot down there and there's a lot of food down there. <laughs> But it's such a chill environment. I mean, I've gone into Austin, and Austin is such a big and up-and-coming city right now. Houston is amazing. San Antonio is great. And my brother lives in this um, small town called Killeen right now. And that's pretty much um, in between all those cities. So he's not too far from all there. But it's very exciting, very fast-paced. And um, I I can't wait to go back to Texas either, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think you'd ever move from the main area? Um, I mean, you know, once I finish my master's up and I look for a job, money's money. So I'll go anywhere I have to go to make a living. But I love New England. Um, I'm actually planning on trying to get a little um, up here in Maine. We call it a camp, but it's basically just a lake house. I'm trying to plan on getting a lake house up here with one of my buddies and we'll just share it. Um with our families for the rest of our lives, but that's not going to be for like 
10 or 15 years, but um, would I move away from Maine? Yes. Will I miss it? Absolutely. I mean, they call it vacation land for a reason, you know, so. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, what about when your sister lived in San Diego? How was that out there? Oh, geez. Um, so when I was in high school, my sister lived in California down in San Diego for like a year or two. And I visited her, I think it was during my sophomore year. Um, so I obviously wasn't of age to do anything exciting other than sightsee, but just the West Coast was such a chill and fun environment. Um, and the locations near San Diego, especially Escondido, I, I believe that's what the city's called. It was super nice, right by the water. And I'd love to go back sometime, but I just, I don't have anyone that lives out there, so I can't really visit anyone. Um, but I, that's why I'm hoping, that's why I'm hoping um, I get to see Jacob. Mr. He said he's moving out there. Mr. Robinson, huh? Because of Navy SEAL. We're going to have him on the podcast soon before he actually goes off, but that's well, that, going to be something to behold. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for that. That'd be awesome. But yeah, I mean, I really can't wait for really what life entails and sort of like traveling bases. And so I find myself a lot of times looking at crazy pictures on Instagram of people in the Fiji islands, people in those small little islands uh, south of Italy. And it's just, I don't know. It's just breathtaking as, as just how this picture looks. It's just, it really I can't is, wait. But, um, sorry to interrupt, but in my opinion, I would only want to go to places like that if I could also do some kind of like service there. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I'd love to take a vacation out to like Cusco, Peru or something, but I wouldn't want to be there just to be a tourist and kind of like annoy the uh, the locals. They're like, I want to give back and like show that I'm obviously there to enjoy their resources, but I'm there to show that. Yeah. Not everyone on this planet's a bad person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you want right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you want a purpose. Because... Yeah, I've always, I will, I will. How do I say this? I was always the person of the impression of believing that when I go to Europe sometime one day, I don't want to go to touristy areas. I want to yeah. go to the villages. I want to, especially Spain, because it's one of our languages, Spanish. It's so much more easier to get around with people because we actually speak the language. Yep. As opposed to going somewhere like Greece, you don't really know Greek, or going to France, you don't really know French. Same thing goes for Portugal and, and Italy. And so going to places such like Spain, man, you could do so much more exploration because we actually know the language. And I would I think I think that's the only like barrier of like giving back is going to places where you don't know the language. And I think that's where it kind of me kind of like draws a line a little bit, but I definitely hear what you're saying. Giving back. Well, is I mean, probably you go, like, my... like, for example, if you want to go to Greece, right, Vega, and mm-hmm. you go to you go to see like the Colosseum or you see this and you see that like touristy spots, if mm-hmm. you kind of get around like the locals are going to they might kind of blow you off because they know you're just there as a as a visitor, you know, that's right. That's right. But if you go into the villages or if you're working to build a school or kind of like fix some roads or whatever, they know that you're there for good and they're going to want to help you out because they know you're already helping them out. That's right. That's so right. Yeah. It, it really goes either way. Um, I mean, obviously, you can go to Paris and see the Eiffel Tower and eat crabs, eggs or do whatever they do out there. But I mean, until you get into the nitty gritty and you live in home with people that have like 18 people in their family and they're struggling to live like until you really see the country you know yeah experience the culture you know that's right absolutely right man i mean that's that's just how i feel about it yeah no i hear you um there's really a lot of um growing this world needs especially um I know I'm going a little off topic here, especially with the United States owning 50% of like the world's wealth. Um, That's kind of like a no, no right now. And 
just yeah. United States <laughs> being <laughs> one of the most unhappiest countries right now. It still doesn't make sense. And it kind of just proves the point of money doesn't supply happiness, you know, over and over again. So it does money. Money is such a materialistic object right now. I mean, people, you get to a certain point where adding 10, 20, $30,000 to your income isn't going to change your well-being. It's just going to change right. your income, not who you are or what you do as a person. And people yeah, and I, that nowadays. And I always, I always think it was like that too. Uh, money being a materialistic object, but I just think as media culture has grown, it's ruined people's perception and how society actually view things. And Vic and I actually had an extreme topic on that, um, on one of our episodes on how media culture is just ruining everything. And, and it's just streamlines to everything else that we've just been talking about, whether it being mental health, whether it being people in school, whether it being just really anything. And it comes down to really just sports too. Something as simple as sports, media culture really just influences everything. Yep, absolutely. Especially nowadays where um, everything in the United States is controlled by so much technology, but the rest of the world has so much more um, to discover rather than just technology because everywhere else doesn't really have the means to actually have technology and those are the people who are actually surviving more um they they really take in the time of just being with themselves and being mindful so yeah i mean nowadays people are more concerned with what's going on on their phone screen than you know the the um the wellness of their family or whatever it is you know yeah yeah i mean the world is just so fast paced and people focus on things that we shouldn't be focusing on that you know you realize that they can't realize what's happening around them because they're so hyper focused on about money clothes technology social media that you know the days go by so fast that you know like we're who are you at the end of the day we're pretty much turning into robots at this point yeah yeah (laughs) We wake up, we eat, we check our social media accounts, then we go to bed. That's it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's sad to say, but it's like we have meaningful, meaningless lives. So it's like we wake up, like this is the America. We wake up, eat, go to work, come back, eat, go to sleep, and do that four or five times a week. And that's not living. No, that's just, you're just going through the motions at that point. Yeah, like, there's no purpose to it. So, you know, I think it's, like, cool how you said that. Like, oh, if I'd ever want to go somewhere else, I'd want to have purpose, you know? Yeah. I think absolutely. more people should do that because we're losing it. You know, because people, people just go to, like, like let's just use the Dominican Republic for an example. I mean, people go to our, like, I say our country, Vic, because, you know, we're from there. But <laughs> yeah, people go to our country for, like, vacation and they have fun. They post Instagram pics. They get a thousand likes, blah, blah, blah. But... I mean, I've never gone to the Dominican Republic if I wasn't visiting my family or going into those poor neighborhoods where my family's from. I mean, I've never been to a resort in my own country, and I don't think I'd ever want to because I would just feel uncomfortable at that point. Yeah, and most people who go just stay in the resorts. They never get to really experience the real culture because they're just staying right there in their hotel. Yeah, it's it's kind of upsetting, but I mean... You can't change everyone's view, so you just gotta let them do what gets them through the day, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that also streamlines back to um, kind of what Vic was saying in the beginning of being an inner city kid. Um, those kids who are in the villages in like Brazil or an extremely poor country, they really want to make the best for themselves. That's why they find their, their, their passion through sports because they really don't have the proper, I guess, foundational structure of school systems or a political system that doesn't really guide them through to actually become something that they actually want to be. So I think you'd see a lot of more kids trying to actually, you know, 
make them like something out of themselves becomes because the structure is getting better in certain countries or you see more and more good things coming out of certain countries that you wouldn't really expect from. And I think that's a truly, truthfully good thing, especially with how the world is set up right now. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, Mike. What do you, uh, what's your, I guess, what's your main goal for this summer? I mean, I mean, you know, oh, master's man. school coming up. What's your, what's your main thing? What do you want to do this summer? What do you want to accomplish the most? This summer? I mean, I just spent the past, like, what is it? June 25th. I just spent the, the past, like, month and a half trying to get a job. And I finally got that. So I guess I can check that off my list. But, I mean, the main goal for this summer, I would say, is just, like, I mean, even though we're finally transitioning into the real world, I guess, just continue to have fun, you know, not not drop into a um, kind of like robotic a robotic phase. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, just, like, even though, like, you know, there's so many more responsibilities now that we have to be on top of and we can't slack off anymore, I, I still don't want to let the idea of having fun with my buddies or you know having my own time slip away like I still want to be my own person I still want to be who I am I still want to enjoy myself yeah and I think a lot of people are doing great things especially with career paths and what we're trying to do with our lives and and continue (laughs) just to have fun I mean having Victoria and Sam on the podcast and really seeing two different I guess views on how they view fun and what are their interests? It's just, <laughs> it's really fun just to see other people's opinions and where they're actually from. Like Sam's from Connecticut, um, Victoria's from New Hampshire, and seeing what truthfully what they want to do, yeah, and and what they like to do. And I think that's one of the main reasons I like this podcast so much and how it's going. And I don't know, we're we're always up to some feedback and. We appreciate all the feedback we get as much as we can. And I like the whole vibe of what people are actually coming on here and actually speaking the tr- their truth and what they actually want to do and have fun with it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We are tomorrow changers. <laughs> this is the future. Thank you for tuning in to so what now podcast 101 <laughs> 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 Welcome to the new lifestyle we will change your thinking we will change the world we are the greatest <laughs> sounding, sounding like a cult over there <laughs> come right, join right, us chill out chill out, chill out. <laughs> chill oh out. man <laughs> yeah I was explaining the this meaning to actually a, a, my my brothers the other day of so now they're like hmm so we're now like after college right and I was like yeah it's one of the reasons and they're like holy shit that's actually pretty cool and um I know my good uh, brother's friend Mike he very much so supports the podcast right now a lot and he's given us like me and Vic a bunch of tips so far of what to do and what not to do and Shout you out know. To- <laughs> not me the other mic the other mic <laughs> so i don't know yeah i mean we're just hey, really you know, just having fun with it you know what i was thinking the other day vega that i really wanted to bring up during this podcast um like yeah. you said this podcast is obviously like you can talk to your friends and like see what's going on next but the way i see it is this podcast is a great way to kind of stay in touch with people that you may not have a lot of connections with at the time i mean you know, obviously, like, I haven't talked to Jacob in, since, like, you know, we graduated college, and you said he's going to be on the podcast, so I'm really, like, looking forward to that episode, listening to what he's been up to since that day, what he's got planned for the future, and it's just a great way to keep tabs on people um, that you may not be in great connections with at the moment. Absolutely. So, really, like, our entire friend group is kind of staying in touch. Everyone's listening in. Everyone's tuning into these episodes, and kind of seeing what we're up to, what we're thinking, what jokes we're making and all that. So, And truly what we're actually like, you know, 
um, like not necessarily like following, but um, what practice, what new practices we're doing to make ourselves better human beings. Um, and really just finding new people to, to, to get on the podcast. And we've had some people who want to actually get in like as soon as possible. Like it's, I don't know. It's just, a, it's a good feeling right now. And we're just kind of having fun with it right now. That's all we're really doing. And we want to keep it that way because once you start losing the fun, then there's no point in doing it. Heck yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Once, once there's no fun, it's just torture at that point. That's right. That's absolutely right. And now Mike, like you'll be on this episode and really the episodes have been kind of drawn to like what, like my friends have been up to. Now we're just going to get a whole new audience of Vic's friends and, literally people you've never heard of in your life are going to yeah. be on the podcast and you're going to see like what they're up to, what they want to do. And it's going to be really cool. I, I really can't wait for the next audience, especially all of Vic's friends who want to get in. I don't know. I can't wait. Excited for the growth. No, it'll be awesome. I mean, this is a great podcast. I tune into every episode. I've never, I never finished an episode without almost, peeing myself laughing at one of the you guys make <laughs> I mean, like I, I listen to the episodes and i feel like i'm sitting in the room with you guys just because i know you guys that well and you know it's it, it's not like i'm listening to a podcast it's more like i'm just hanging out with you guys honestly yeah facts big fact hey <laughs> well mike we appreciate it so much for you coming on this won't be the last time won't be what do you mean this won't be the last time at all you're gonna be on this in the future in the near future we're gonna see what's up with what's what's going on with you with me and yeah that next episode's gonna be like three hours long man (laughs) (laughs) i'm down we're all down we should have one long episode for two hours one day a two-hour special you guys should just get like i don't know you guys should just do some crazy stuff like a special episode or something just do like a two-hour-long special or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. usually what we do with those specials is, you know, whenever we can't get guests on on the week, we usually do a random special like what we did with Drake songs or Drake albums. Yo, so, that episode was hype. You had me listening to songs that I haven't heard in forever. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just those little things. And, you know, whenever we can't really get someone on for the week, we'll continue on with the prod- podcast and – you know, we have a lot of things in mind. I mean, Vic enters in new ideas. I enter in new ideas all the time. Uh, my brother's helping out with the graphics of the actual, I guess, logo. And his clothing line that is dropping cool. very, very soon. Um, I think at the end of this week, I think you'll be able to buy my brother's clothing. and it's exciting and this is what we're actually presented by we're presenting it by um live among victory giving my brother some marketing purposes and you know just hoping everyone sees what the little bottom logo is and hopefully they'll end up knowing what my brother actually does yo shout out to uh live among victory if you want to wear the hottest threads this summer if you want to press the honeys if you want to (laughs) get those threads on your body You'll be looking nice. You'll be looking right. Some heat. Yeah, man. Seriously, there's everything that ranges from shirts, um, some pants, uh, hats, sweaters. Um, pretty sure fanny packs are on there. Women's clothing. You say fanny pack? Um, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see that right there. That's- yeah, man. It's all it's all exciting. Um, my brother's been working real hard on it. That's and his website will be launching and I'll link it all to y'all and I'll be heavily, heavily promoting it over the next couple of months and <clears throat> hopefully the next couple of years as well. Yo, hit him with that Instagram handle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, I'll probably link it at the end of this episode to a bio, but I put his bio on the So What Now podcast um, Instagram page and... I'll be sharing it real, real soon, as soon as it drops, because we're going to be making some videography things as well with his uh, clothing line. So a lot of big things for him. Videography. Yeah, man. He's going to get into videos, like kind of like commercial things for like Instagram, kind of like videos and with like music in the background of like just people modeling his clothing 
and we're going to probably get our um our main photographer who's been doing our uh pictures and whatnot for the clothing line and oh man you know yeah my bro serious money cool things he's been doing some cool things he's been having the idea for like two three years now he's just been researching as much as he can and doing his best to actually taking a risk with it. And I respect people like that because that's exactly what me and Vic did. We just kind of put out a podcast seeing how it would go. That is hype. Yeah. That's tight. Yeah, man. Well, once again, Mike, thank you for coming on. I mean, you're welcome. This was... You guys you guys have been calling me out for the past, what, 11 episodes? <laughs> hey, hey, let me just say one thing. I didn't say one single dirt on Aiden, so <laughs> he better he better send me an apology for last <laughs> episode. Yeah, but no, if I come back, he's he's done for. He's done for. Oh, yeah, he's, hopefully the he's, he hopefully it will be a duo guest special with you and Aiden on the podcast. Oh no shot, no shot. Oh, we need that, bro. <laughs> we need it. We need it. it. Aiden it, said he's down for it. It would just be Aiden and I flaming each other and vega <laughs> vega would be somewhere in the background crying himself in laughter <laughs> and then vic would just vic would just leave <laughs> oh i've had enough <laughs> well thank you guys for tuning in again um we really appreciate you guys for anyone who's been listening so far once again feedback is always appreciated constructive negative anything positive we uh we've been uh doing what 12 episodes now so this is episode number 12 we appreciate it again mike episode thank 12 you. thank you for having me boys thank you big oh, thanks thank to you thanks so <laughs> the next time vic yes sir <laughs> uh-huh.